When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In Louisiana, five men use a stolen truck to crash into a store in a very coordinated theft of guns. In Illinois, a woman robs Bank of America by using a Bic lighter. And in Oregon, a woman escapes a sure death after being kidnapped and placed in a dungeon. These stories and more coming at you today, Monday, August 7th, on Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Monday, fellas. You had a good weekend? It was good. Uh, very good. Very, very good. Always interesting. Not always interesting. I got a mother-in-law with the shingles. Oh, God. Yeah. Shingles are nasty stuff. Yeah. Do you rub cream on her feet or anything? It's not on her feet. Actually, oh. got it in a very bad spot. Oh, no, not that bad a spot, but a bad spot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sorry, I mean, sorry, mother-in-law. Unless you've had them or been around them, you don't realize just how long that thing. Yeah. It's like a five-week ordeal. Yeah. Um, and, not a club uh, I want to be a part of. Yeah. So. No. So, and I guess it's uh, uh, there's there's a lot of it running around right now and crazy. People are getting uh, are getting. Uh, well, you, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, getting my, my buddy in Wisconsin had vaccinated it. for it. Uh, Shane McBride had it, and you know he had to go to the doctor and everything else. But it just brings. Uh, I'm gonna say something real quick. Um, just popped in my head. You know, I'm raw and unscripted, but the I just found out. I've been seeing the same doctor since 2003 basically a shrink not because I'm crazy I'll, before my OCD and he had to give me medicine so I could shut my brain down at night to sleep and we became really good friends over the years and uh, he's ex-marine and he, he's just spent his life helping people with chemical dependencies and as a psychiatrist and everything else and he didn't even take new patients anymore and all that stuff but I found out that um, he died. I didn't even know he died. He died like within a week. They found out he had cancer and, oh, and he died. So how old was he? Uh, I think he must be like 10, 10 or 12 years older than me, but he great oh. big man, physically fit and everything else. But, but the strange, well, first of all, rest in peace, Dr. Todd. Uh, um, uh, I love you, brother. But the here's what I had to do. Now, my medicine, I cannot sleep without it. And, and it's just a fact. So the, I don't have the doctor anymore. I didn't have a doctor. So you, and then this is 
where our advertisers come in and it really helped them. Y'all heard me talk about ZocDoc before when I had to find a doctor. So now, now if I go two days without that medicine, I'm screwed. So I had to get on ZocDoc and thankfully we had it and I I read the reviews and and was able to find out uh, a shrink that took my insurance and get an appointment. So y'all go to ZocDoc.com slash RLRC and, and, you know, get, get your savings and your discount. But it's, it's very, very great service. Crime time. How about we go to Portland, Oregon, and police have arrested a man after he kidnapped a prostitute from Seattle, then sexually assaulted and locked her in a cinder block cell in his garage. On July 15th, detectives went to Sky Lakes Medical Center to speak with a victim of a rape who she who said she met up with Nagasi Zuberi at midnight on July 14th. Zuberi allegedly told the victim, who remains unnamed, that he was a police officer and he was arresting her. Uh-oh. He put her in handcuffs and chained her legs together. What? Yeah, that's probably yeah, a bad sign right oh, off yeah. the bat. Uh, then he drove her from Seattle to Klamath Falls, Oregon. The victim said Zuberi looked like a police officer because he had a taser gun and other equipment. Hmm. Well, note to... All people out there, you can get a taser gun (laughs) as a regular citizen, so don't think anything about that. Uh, During the drive, Zuberi allegedly sexually assaulted her and raped her. When they got to his residence, he put her in a room he constructed in his garage that included a security screen door and an exterior door, making it very difficult to get out of. Not the first time he's done this. The FBI called the room a dungeon. Absolutely. The victim told the FBI she knew Zuberi would kill her if she stayed in the room. The woman repeatedly banged on the door and was able to break the door open and escape the room. And once she got outside, she caught the attention of a passing driver who then called 911. After obtaining a search warrant, detectives went to Zuberi's house and discovered the cell. Mm. Detectives tracked Zuberi to Reno, Nevada, and contacted local law enforcement there, and the Reno Police Department officers found Zuberi's car in a Walmart parking lot, and at that point, Zuberi engaged in a standoff with police. He was eventually taken into custody and transported to a nearby hospital. The FBI said it believes this woman was not Not, uh, Zuberi's first victim, as Woody just predicted. Uh, Zuberi has been linked to incidents in California, Nevada, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, and New York, among others. The FBI added Zuberi has been linked to violent sexual assaults in at least four other states. Other victims might know him as Sakima, Justin Heitch, or Justin Kwasi. The FBI wrote, it is believed he may have used several different methods to gain control of his victims. He would threaten his victims with retaliation if they notified the police. Prosecutors obtained a federal criminal complaint against Zuberi for interstate kidnapping, and he faces a maximum sentence of life in prison if convicted. And uh, just thank God we got this guy off the streets. But I would say the issue here is it was primarily prostitutes that 
he was um, he was so doing this too. They didn't say they didn't report. They're not. Yeah, yeah, because they feel like they're breaking the law and they're right. going to get in trouble because they're yeah. prostituting. Uh, this lady, wow, is a survivor, not a victim. And thank God, Amen. She got out and 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 ultimately she saved countless more women from being victims. This and, this and, day was bad. He's bad. You know what? You, it's bad. not the last. I'm just predicting it's not the last you're going to hear about him. They're going to do a Netflix or something on him, and, and he's going to end up being, sounds like, one of the most prolific rapists of, and torture. I've ever heard of. Right? But, torture he, guy, but he, he didn't kill anyone, according uh, to him. I bet you he's got a body on him. Yeah, they they haven't tied him to a murder, but I mean, mean he ain't he, done it. He's in all those different states. He he can dump bodies anywhere. Yeah, dump them across state lines and everything else, make it hard to do. And being if they're sex workers, that I mean, just unfortunately, those cases don't get as much attention, right? Right, crazy. <clears throat> so y'all, let's go to Illinois. Uh, this is just strange, but I mean pretty bizarre that there was a lady y'all um and a george ordered a woman held on two hundred thousand dollars bond after she walked into a bank in Kildare. that's right Kildare sounds like a place i might want to live <laughs> while mass <laughs> and robbed it, and mass and robbed the bank of over twenty thousand dollars while claiming she was armed the Kildare. Illinois Police Department responded around 10.03 a.m. Monday to the Bank of America for a report of armed robbery in progress. The offender was described as a female white, slim build, wearing a white face covering. Officers learned the offender entered the bank and told an employee she had a gun before demanding money be placed in a bag. No gun was displayed, and the bag was described as a duffel bag. An employee did collect money and placed it into the bag. One employee called 911 and another one activated the silent alarm. Officers located the female suspect and she was detained and brought back to the bank for identification where she was identified and she made a statement to officers of her, of her involvement. The woman, Tina Lambert, 50, had approximately 20500 in cash and a lighter inside a nylon duffel bag in her possession. Lambert held the butane lighter in her sleeve during the robbery to give the appearance she had a gun. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Uh, they, I mean, she was charged with armed robbery and everything else. So I guess, I mean, I mean you know what? If it's inside it, a bag, they, you can make they, that thing look like a gun. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's inside your sleeve. You, yeah. They see you holding something. Give it, it, it could yeah. be a derringer. I hear the banjo warming yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been something. I don't know. But you know what? There you go. That's crazy. Uh, and the fact that she's a female. But yeah, that's you know, you rare. don't hear yeah. a whole lot yeah. of um you don't that's got to be rare. I've worked some cases on uh, um female this uh, she did all these different stores, uh, uh jewelry stores robbing them, but it turned out that she was not you can't say under duress, but she had a male partner that was outside the director and all the robberies, but yeah, female robbing a bank. Butane lighter, and she got the money. She got the money. $20,500. We had two ladies stealing guns yesterday, didn't we? 65 last week. And Angola Chase team got them. Y'all go listen to that episode we just did on Bloody Angola. Came out um, on Thursday. Great guys. Um, I actually had some people message me, Jim. One one of them's dad was was on the Angola Chase team. 
We'd love to talk to him. Anyway. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, You guys remember the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, the the mass murder? That was uh, that was back in 2018, I think. So like five years ago, Mm. but um, uh, but it's finally uh, coming to a head where uh, this guy's going going to be put to death. So the gunman who stormed the synagogue in the heart of Pittsburgh's Jewish community in 2018 and killed 11 people, right. killed 11 people, um, is being sentenced to death. Robert Bowers, 50 years old, was found guilty of committing the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history. He also wounded five cops during that event. Uh, a federal jury found him guilty of 63 criminal counts in July, and today uh, he w- it was recommended that he be put to death. Uh, Bowers spewed anti-Semitic hatred and white supremacist beliefs before the mass shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue. U.S. District Judge Robert Colville was expected to formally impose the death sentence on Thursday. He did. After a lengthy trial, jurors had to reach a unanimous decision in order to impose the death penalty or else the gunman would have received life without the possibility of parole. So this is Pennsylvania. So they have the death penalty. The only way it can be instituted is that a jury has to unanimously right. call for the death penalty to right. be administered. Is that? They, they just changed in Louisiana. It used to be uh, 10 out of 12 for the death penalty in the death penalty phase, which, um, again, the original Real Life Real Crime episodes drop on every Tuesday, y'all, if you're missing it, because the RRC Daily in the feed, it's on Tuesday. But the uh, I'm doing a case right now. It's the death penalty uh it's actually called death penalty phase one, two, and three. But the uh, it used to be ten out of twelve, and they just changed in the last couple of years. And so now it has to be unanimous twelve out of twelve. Where like Florida, I think we talked about. There's still right. one other state out there. Maybe Florida, two other states Florida there. dropped theirs from from twelve out of twelve to eight out of twelve. So they did, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember there was one other state that wasn't didn't have to be unanimous. But this that jury sat through weeks of testimony, which revealed how Bowers reloaded at least twice, mm-hmm. how he stepped over bodies of his victims to get at others. He only surrendered to the police and ended the massacre when he ran out of ammunition for his AR-15. Yeah. I, I mean, su- surprise, they didn't just plus, take him down. I mean, they, Lawyers for Bowers used the trial as an attempt to spare his life with the cold-blooded killer telling psychiatrists that the, uh, that the hearing was helping to spread his anti-Semitic messages. Bowers will be the first federal death sentence imposed during the Biden administration. I'm amazed at that. Um, The Department of Justice had so far declined to authorize any new death penalty cases until Bowers' came up. Federal prosecutors argued that it was the appropriate punishment for this mass shooter because of the vulnerability of his elderly victims. Most of those 11 victims were elderly Jewish people in that synagogue. Most victims' families were in favor of the death penalty. Bowers' lawyers argued that he should not face the death penalty because of his horrific childhood where he suffered trauma and neglect. That didn't fly. They claimed that he had severe and untreated mental illness, um, adding that he killed out of a delusional belief that Jews were helping to cause a genocide of white people. Sorry, dude. Uh, The defense argued that schizophrenia and brain abnormalities made Bowers more susceptible to the extremist content he found online. You remember how you asked me the other day about 
um, listening to expert witnesses or, or supposed expert witness, which I'm an expert witness, certified in all U.S. federal courts and law enforcement matters. But then in these death penalty phases, they always bring up anything from cocaine addiction to supposed mental disorders, whatever. And they have the, the defense has money from the court to hire these expert witnesses to come in um, and try to and attempt so to draw some two, sympathy two from the jury. Two, two different faces. He's already found guilty. Right. Now they're they're voting on putting him to death. So any mitigating circumstances or any to, to catch a bleeding heart on on the jury yeah. to get him away from death. Well. Uh, uh, fortunately for them, uh, they weren't very convincing. This guy's going to be dead, yes. and it's too bad they can't give him 11 deaths instead of just one. Hell and jail is what he gets. And, uh, you know, that's it's just so crazy. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. All right, in California, a man has been arrested for poisoning his wife to death Uh-oh. months after she succumbed to a lethal dose of fentanyl in her food. Uh-oh. That's right. Glennis Smith, 48, was arrested on suspicion of killing his wife, 49-year-old Jennifer Smith Floyd. Smith had intentionally put fentanyl in her food on an earlier occasion as well. Smith called 911 to report his wife was unconscious and not breathing. Authorities said the couple had been married five years but lived separately for the last few months before Smith Floyd's death. Sergeant Jason Jimenez said first responders tried to revive Smith Floyd but weren't able to, and she was pronounced dead. Jimenez said that that was when, obviously, the homicide investigation began. Officers learned that she was admitted to the hospital just the day before due to an allergic reaction to some food she had eaten. And the investigation also revealed that Smith had intentionally put fentanyl in his wife's food on two occasions without her knowledge. The second time proved to be fatal. Mm. The investigation also confirmed that Smith took his wife from home Uh, to the hospital after the first incident. We were able to collect some food items that had traces of fentanyl in them. This from Jimenez. A few months after Smith Floyd's death, the estranged couple's travel trailer caught fire. Investigators determined that Smith was responsible for starting the fire in an attempt to collect insurance money. So, Smith was arrested on suspicion of murder, arson, and insurance fraud. He was booked into the Sacramento County Jail. I have a question about that. They, yep. They've been living separate, mm-hmm. probably going, you know, going through a divorce or whatever. Mm-hmm. How in the hell is he getting her inside her house to feed her? Spare key he didn't tell her about maybe uh, maybe so yeah you know yeah. she didn't uh, necessarily yeah. change the locks I guess, and, I guess there was nobody else living in the house that ate the food like kids and shit right yeah and I, and I, didn't I can mention promise kids you one thing all. if I'm living separate then no nobody's cooking my shit but me <laughs> <laughs> well and the scary thing was they found other food with right. it on so there in the house after her death trying to put it on the Cheetos yeah, and the toast and dusting it and everything is uh is it undetectable no they they have ways to detect it now but but it is it is odorless and tasteless uh but if they suspect it 
you know, the, then they can go in and test for it. Somebody needs to develop some kind of really quick, simple, that, like, can get distributed to the public tester for fentanyl that, you know, if you bought an Adderall at school, you can do some kind of— if you're worried your husband's trying yeah, to offer you, you can do a quick that's a, something that's because a, it's so prolific now. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that, you know, all first responders now and uh, officers like our, our boy Billy Amy searching a car and got a, a speck mm-hmm. on him and dropped him an OD. But they have – everybody carries Narcan injectors now yeah. so people go down. But you're right. That would be my saying about – what happened in the good old days? We can go to your local strip club and get some good drugs. I mean, the the the, the now, I'm, I'd be afraid to do any of that. Right? Absolutely. So, so fentanyl testing. Hey, here we go. And well, I need to name a segment for the RRC Daily Companies. We're going to come up with the last one was cameras on the plane, eye in the sky, RRC Daily, and this could be fentanyl. A fentanyl tester. F- fentanyl tester. Yeah. Well, and and uh, since we're on the subject, shout out to the uh, Louisiana legislature who just passed a pretty stringent fentanyl law. And they should. It, they should. it, uh, it makes it's it no a joke. major, major, major crime now. Uh, it's always been a crime, but it, yeah. it, you're going to get some time it, if it, you're caught and, and, and they with fentanyl. Should. They should. And, and um, these distributors, I'm going to tell you something. It, it, I had a, a young man come up to my place in the country um, with some other boys to go hunting, and he's just the smartest young guy, graduated from LSU and everything and just he and I but I hang out at the bar uh, uh, my little bar and, and, and just talk he's just so intelligent and shit he he um, he took a Xanax that he thought was a Xanax looked just like a Xanax and, and died this year right? and and his parents owned it at the funeral and everything else and, and fentanyl is just like it's like should be public enemy number one right now right I agree they, they, they ought to take all the money you're sending, whatever. The number one killer of, yeah. of people between the age of 18 and 34. It, it, and they don't mean to die from it. Most, most right. of them aren't saying, hey, I'm getting high on fentanyl. I'm, I'm taking a one Xanax. Yeah. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. 
Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash R-L-R-C and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. R C. Trying. Anyway, all right. So let's talk about another killing. But this one, y'all, is state sanctioned. Um, a Missouri Missouri killer who abducted a six-year-old girl and beat her to death at an abandoned factory two decades ago made a haunting apology in his last words before being executed. Shout out to Missouri for going through an execution. Uh, Johnny Johnson, 45, received a lethal injection dose of phenobarbital at a state prison in Bonterre, Missouri, and was pronounced dead at 6.33 p.m. on Tuesday. He was convicted of July 2002 killing of Casey Williamson in the St. Louis area suburb of Valley Park and was put to death shortly after the U.S. Supreme Court rejected a request to block the execution over arguments. Here we go again that he was mentally incompetent. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they got to fight for something, right? But Johnson, who had schizophrenia, expressed remorse in in a brief handwritten statement released by the Department of Corrections hours before he died. God bless Sorry to the people and family I hurt, his statement said. Johnson chose a burger, curly fries, and a strawberry milkshake for his last meal. As he lay on his back with a sheet up to his neck, Johnson turned his head to the left, appearing to listen to his spiritual advisor shortly before the injection began. He then faced forward with his eyes closed with no further physical reaction. Among those witnessing in Johnson's execution were several members of the girl's family, the former prosecutor, and police investigator who handled the case. Shout out to them for 
seeing it through even after they're retired. I'm not talking about the family. I'm talking about the cops and the prosecutor. The U.S. Supreme Court rejected a late request to stay the execution. In recent appeals, Johnson's attorneys have said the inmate has had delusions about the devil using this death to bring about the end of the world. Supreme Court Justice Sonia uh, Sotomayor. Sotomayor. Uh, yeah. That's the name. Wrote in the Senate opinion, the court today paves the way to execute a man with documented mental illness before any court meaningfully investigates his competency to be executed. There is no moral victory in executing someone who believes Satan is killing him to bring about the end of the world. Former St. Louis, uh, the former St. Louis County Prosecutor Bob McCullough called the delusions nonsense and said Johnson inflicted <laughs> unspeakable horrors upon Casey and he knew exactly what he was doing. Casey Williams' disappearance from her hometown of Valley Park on July 26 of, 20, of 2002 had set off a frantic search before her body was found. Casey's mother had been best friends in childhood with Johnson's older sister and it even helped babysit him. After Johnson attended barbecue the night before the killing, Casey's family let him stay on the couch in the home where they were also sleeping. In the morning, Johnson took Casey, still in her nightgown, to the abandoned glass factory, even carrying her on his shoulders on the walk to the dilapidated site. When he tried to sexually assault her, Casey screamed and tried to break free. He killed her with a brick and a large rock, then washed off in the nearby Merrimack River. Johnson confessed that same day to the crimes. After a search by first responders and volunteers, Casey's body was found in a pit buried under rocks and debris less than a mile from her home. And the execution is the 16th in the U.S. this year, including three previously in Missouri, five in Texas, four in Florida, two in Oklahoma, one in Alabama. This, let me tell you something. The, the, no doubt this guy probably has some, uh, I mean, shit, I got... Uh, mental illness, right? Uh, OCD, but they, some type of mental illness. But him burying the body, washing off in the river, and all that shit. Uh, I submit to you that fires of hell burn a little bit brighter. And how many years ago did that occur? So, the I get really messed up now because I, I guess I'm so much older, and that they're saying it's 20 years ago, and I'm thinking 2002 is yesterday to me, yeah, right? No, but no, it wasn't yesterday for this family. And this cop and that had to dig her body out of the hole, and a prosecutor who had to prosecute it. And you know, hey, I hope he found whatever DT prayed to. I hope he got his business straight. But he he killed that baby girl, and fuck him. But that's probably the is that the normal amount of 20 years to get yeah, to the point yeah. I, I, that they we got actually... People, we got people been on death row in Louisiana for over 30 years right now. And it's all appeals. And it, you know what the sad part is? Is whatever parish or county prosecutes it, that's a lot of... One of the reasons they don't go for the death penalty in so many cases now because they know how long it's going to take for appeals. The parish or county that you're from has to pay for those appeals, and it costs millions and millions and millions of dollars, and it takes so many years. And a lot of family victims, family members never get to see justice because they die. Right. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, the 20 years' worth of expenses tied to keeping uh, this guy in, in prison waiting for this day to come, I mean, that's— yeah. Well, whatever. Yep. Um, 
you guys remember, I don't know, a couple of months ago, told the story about uh, the Buffalo Bills punter, Matt Ariza, who mm-hmm. was implicated in a, uh, a San Diego State University uh, rape accusation and was right. cut by the by the bills and pulled into this thing. Well, uh, I remember that. And, and I told you that San Diego state has one of the best criminology programs in, in, in the world. And I, they had him on like cameras or something or I remember they had it on cameras that he went around the side of the right, house with right, her. Right. Well, um, here's uh, here's what's going on with this. So a judge ruled this week that the lawyers representing, uh, Matt Areza, who's the former Buffalo Bills punter, will be allowed to question his accuser about her sexual history. Oh, the woman accused Ariza and other men of raping her at a house party near San Diego State um, in 2021. Ariza, like I said, was cut by the Bills when the allegations surfaced. Superior Court Judge Matthew Brainer said Monday he will allow deposition questioning uh, uh, in the woman's civil suit to focus on the year before the alleged assault in 2021. So the criminal case was dropped. The DA right. couldn't make the case. Right. Then San Diego State did their own internal investigation. And that investigation mm-hmm. came back without charging anyone. So you've got on the criminal side, uh, a real police department at the university mm-hmm. you're referring to mm-hmm. saying uh, that uh they weren't going to charge anybody. They couldn't find uh, uh, proof that this had happened. And then you have uh, that happening in the courts. And so the woman then uh, took this to— And then the burden on the civil is much lighter yes. in the lawsuit, as you all know from the OJ case, right? Right. So uh, so the accuser's credibility will be a central issue, obviously, in the case. And with the uh, lower barrier of, uh, uh, of proof, I mean, there's a— there's a chance after losing two criminal cases that she could uh, she could win this uh, the civil trial. So she's suing uh, uh, Ariza and the other former uh, Aztec football players. The lawsuit alleges that he had sex with her in a side yard of the house, which we saw them in the video that you mentioned, go around to the side yard of the house, then brought her into a bedroom where she said men took turns raping her. The woman who was 17 at the time told San Diego police detectives she cooperated to avoid being hurt. Earlier this year, the university concluded an internal investigation that found no wrongdoing by Ariza um, in the alleged gang rape um, uh, at an off-campus party in October 2021. There are no findings against Ariza, the school said in a statement. The San Diego district attorney, as I said, did not press charges, and this latest attempt to clear his name uh, for Riza comes as uh, training camp is getting going for teams and multiple teams have an express have expressed an interest in him. Uh, but some are obviously uh, sitting on the sidelines nervously waiting to see right. what happens in uh, this. Of course, it's a civil case, so he's not going to go to jail, so, so in this, but it's a, it's a personal it. character yeah, thing. Yes. Right. Um, but uh, so this guy who, uh, well, we'll we'll see what happens with it, but good chance that uh, that he does uh, end up playing in the NFL and and uh, being found not guilty. Of the the all of it. The, um, the civil part, you know, 
a heart goes out to anybody who's tr- truly a victim of rape and stuff like that, and 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 then getting to question her on the sexual history, that's unfortunately that's just fair game. I and mean, when you bring in a civil suit, that uh, and yeah, you know, it's just a shitty situation all the way around, I guess. So. All right, we're going to go to Louisiana and talk about Ascension Parish, which is right outside Can Baton Rouge. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, well, no, Jim, go no, ahead. no, I'll save it for them because I don't want to interrupt them. Really oh, story. okay. It's about this thing. Okay. Uh, the Ascension Parish Sheriff's Office is investigating an alleged but well, we're going to take alleged. a ledge because everybody's it. seen it on a, a burglary that happened on Monday, July 31st on Airline Highway in Prairieville. Airline Highway, big mm-hmm. thoroughfare, y'all, yeah. for those the not from Louisiana. Uh, five men crashed a stolen Ford truck through the entry of a bear's guns and firearms mm-hmm. store. And look, longstanding business there. We're familiar with it. This was around 4.20 a.m. There was extensive damage to the interior and exterior of the building. They tried to take a rope and pull open the door. That didn't work. So they took the stolen Ford truck and backed it into the building, knocking the door out, Ascension Sheriff uh, Bobby Weber explained. The five mass thieves then jumped out of the truck, made their way in to the store and from the surveillance video it appears each man had a pre-planned spot to go some of them smashing glass cases for the merchandise inside sheriff weber says within two minutes of the thieves being inside several handguns and long guns were stolen you can see by the way they got out of the truck this was not their first right burglary or rodeo as as we would say i hope it is their last one they knew they needed to get in and out as fast as they could the fear now is where these weapons will end up i agree with that i'm not afraid of guns being in the hands of law-abiding citizens these are not law-abiding citizens they will use them themselves or sell them and most guns used in crimes for those that may not realize it are stolen guns Uh, also confirmed by the sheriff. So I saw this video, and it is absolutely obvious that these guys knew exactly where they were going when they got in there. Right, they had been right. in there before, at least one of them. Well, they're definitely professionals. Yeah. And, uh, and the shout-out to Billy Amy, Baton Rouge City uh, cop. He, before this was released, before the video was released, he called me and said, hey, bro, just have your head on a swivel. Uh, that a bears in, in uh, Ascension got hit, and then and it was professionals. He said, and, and he, you know that, that naturally all the police get briefed on it first because they're worried about another mass shooting of of cops like we had in, in Baton Rouge, where all the the true heroes died, yeah. and, and Billy was on duty that day. But he just called me because you know I love concern. He said, just keep your head on a swivel, and I said, well, and again, and. And I hate to say it, but hopefully they'll sell it to gang members or use it on gang members and not on uh, some innocent citizens or police. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely professionals, and uh, they already knew what they were going for. They knew their designated position and what they were going to do. And Well, they were sliding across some gun cases right, like a right. Bo Duke on Dukes right. of Hazard, man. They I mean, their shit. they almost could hurdle them. It was, if it was you amazing. And I we'll and, post that. And Hago uh, were going to be breaking into a, a firearm store. 
we would have it. We would be smart criminals like these guys. Yeah. We would have it planned out, execute it, and they did it, and they got away with it. Well, so my, how much stuff did they get away with? It, they, it was a just, lot. It was a lot, yeah. There was five uh, of them. They, were, they had, all had their hands And full. they knew what they were going for. They, and like they went in there and had to shop around looking at, you know, where to go, like Jim said. They knew right they, where the AR-15s they, each were. Each one of them had a certain job, yeah. and they got – Do they think it, it was an inside job? Or someone no, inside no, of them? No, no, not at all. The, uh, uh, but they they've been scouted before. They're professionals. So they didn't. Just, one of them they, had been in there at yeah, yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah. Or or and sent if we would have done it, I we'd all taken turns going in using different disguises and videoing on your phone and stuff like that. Hey, so you put a, a camera on you right. somewhere where no one could tell and just right. send a. A female in there, right. let's say, and she just walks around the store, mm-hmm. and she's really filming everything in yep. there. Yep, and now the ATF's going to be involved, but I, um, uh, Bobby Weber is a great guy, the sheriff in, in, in Ascension. I've worked with him many times over the years, and they are one of the most professional law enforcement departments besides Livingston. Or, or you know, we had to work together all the time. Uh, uh, I believe they'll get them. Yeah. Are there uh, – Specific laws for gun shops on how secure they have Absol- to keep the weapons. Absolutely, on. absolutely. Yeah. But doesn't but matter. I, they, 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 I mean, be they, behind lock we, cases. We, we, we and, yeah, and they, they busted the cases. They busted the wall down, right? Uh, to get in, uh, the ATF has very strict policies on how you know things have to be housed and stuff like that. But guess what? A lot keeps an honest man honest. So, yeah, there you go. it sounds like it's more it's not, like they need vaults at those places. Yeah. Well, what I want to know is why Billy Amy didn't tell me to keep my head on as well. Because he knew I was going to call you. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't call Agha. <laughs> my, my head doesn't swivel. Oh, but you live in New Orleans anyway, so you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the best All right. So we're just talking about another football player. Listen to this one, y'all. Now, you know, Woody likes to play a little DraftKings now that they made it legal and shit like that. Um, but this one, I just kind of wish I had an inside scoop this dude did. Um, an Iowa State quarterback, Hunter Deckers, has been accused of gambling on Cyclone sports events, including a football game. Deckers was charged Tuesday with tampering with records related to an Iowa criminal division investigation into sports gambling. The criminal complaint claims Decker placed 366 online bets worth about $2,800. Now, that's a lot. Big. Right? That's a big red flag. Uh, Those bets allegedly made from a DraftKings account controlled by Deckers included 26 Iowa State athletic events and, and, and a 2021 football game versus Oklahoma State when he was a backup. Now, look. If I'm gonna bet on it, and I'm the backup. I'm probably gonna. Right. I would put fentanyl in it. I'd put some shit powder in in the in the store quarterbacks <laughs> and pay him shit his pants so I get the field and I could throw interceptions away, right? But he did not play in the game, y'all. Iowa State began cooperating with the state gaming regulators back in May, who were looking into possible violations of gambling rules by about 15 uh, ISU athletes across three sports. There were three other current or former state uh, Iowa State athletics facing the same charge, and those included former Cyclones defensive lineman uh, Any Wise uh, Ricky, 
who was drafted by Denver in 2022 and was suspended indefinitely by the NFL for betting on Broncos games during his rookie season. We are in the process of gathering information, and we will have no further comment at this time, Iowa State Senior Associate Nick Juice said in a statement. Documents said Deckers participated in a scheme with his parents, Scott Deckers and Jamie Deckers, to conceal his online gambling and made it appear that bets placed by Hunter Deckers were made by Jamie Deckers. The 22-year-old Deckers started all 12 of Iowa State's games last season. He could face the loss of eligibility under NCAA guidelines right, against athletes from wagering on their own games or other sports at their own schools. Good. It takes Mm. all kinds. Yeah, it takes all bullshit. Kind of, you got the way you gamble, whole fucking everything. The dude got drafted. The other one got drafted by the Denver Broncos and, and is betting on his yeah. shit. Aren't the, the league minimum is like two hundred fifty thousand? What are you you betting on these games? I don't bet on Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, not, I don't do college because um, I like to do the pros on the. Uh, uh, fantasy, yeah, the fantasy thing, and it's not much. It's like five dollars a game or something. Okay. Like that. Look, in the world of NIL. Uh, NIL meaning? Uh, the NIL money is is name, image, and likeness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I remember it now. Compensation uh, like now a, for college athletes. Olivia Dunn. Yes. So, exactly. Olivia, shout out, homegirl. Come be on the <laughs> show. paid so, NIL player. So, in college. In that world, I mean, the biggest problem I have there is that he actually knew that he was doing something wrong because he had a family member. 360 days. Yeah, but but for a total of twenty eight hundred dollars, I mean, it's not yeah. it's nothing. Well, I mean, uh, in, in the, the grand, to him, yeah. in the grand, well, uh, to a big timer like yeah. Mike, um, <laughs> that won't be your lunch today. We get that. Yeah. <laughs> not, no, that won't be my lunch today. Boy. My point is that how many that, nil people are you sponsoring, Mike? <laughs> I mean, like you're, you're the agent for. I'm I'm not currently an agent for. I bet you any, are. You're not lying. You college lying. athletes. Oh, thank you. No wonder we talk about. I'm not Olivia licensed so much. to be an agent for That's any that, college that, that. But um, but it does it. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the penalty uh, is for this. But if it's like the Pete Rose thing, yeah, you know, the guy bet on his own team yeah. to win. Yeah, and. I mean, it's a, it was a different era, yeah. and it was much more taboo then to be betting. But, um, you know, I mean, as long as you're betting on your own team to win, then I don't Well, see. I don't believe any athletes should be able to bet on their team for win or loss because uh, uh, you have insider information. Exactly. I and mean, that's, that's you, uh, you, you might have uh, slipped your quarterback some methamphetamine instead of shit pills and say you're running, running Well, faster. no, I said bet on yeah. your own team to win. No, I, yeah, it's but, a major but, problem if you yeah. bet on him to lose. No, no. Because then so you, he could have gave his quarterback some speed so he could run faster to win. Uh, well, and, and, he, and, and insider he, information. Theoretically, I, I yeah. would say that the history of giving people speed before football games <laughs> I mean, has, I mean, could be has shown that that doesn't necessarily help the he team. He gave them Mexican jumping jelly beans or something, anything, any kind of advantage. Oh, my gosh. We, we have uh, college sports stories throughout today. That just kind of happened. I, I can't wait for college football season to start again. Go Tigers. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. 
hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Do you guys know what May 12th is? Sunday, May 12th? Mama's Day. That would be correct. It's Mother's Day. So let me ask you, do you basically get your mom the same gift every year for Mother's Day? Maybe some flowers, some chocolates, Mm -hmm. maybe a robe or a framed photo. Boring stuff, right? Right. Well, let me tell you about something that's totally cool and different from Mother's Day that will never wilt, spoil, or put an extra 10 pounds around her waist. I'm talking about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty unique. Cool, right? Right. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. Your mom can either type a response to the email or she can record her voice if she prefers to do that or she can do both. And mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book as well as an audio book. And if you want, and she's up to the task technically, you know, the audio book is a great extra thing to be able to do. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your future generations can treasure. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is kind of your chance to give her a way to share them. Every family's a little bit different, and in my family, we love to give each other a really hard time. So I've taken the approach in doing this of asking my mom to comment on some of those family moments that might be a bit embarrassing to other family members. Last week, my question was, mom, did you feel guilty that day you hit me over the head with your wooden clog and dad had to take me to the hospital for eight stitches? (laughs) Mom's response, back in the day, I was the disciplinarian of the house. And when you were eight years old, you refused to get out of Nancy's, that's my sister's, plastic kiddie pool. I told you 10 times to get out of the damn pool. You didn't listen. So I chased you around the yard. And when you slipped, I nailed you right on the head. That was the last time you got in that kiddie pool. Of course, dad had to lie to the ER and tell him that uh, that you fell on your head, but I nailed you good. 
The entire process with my life in a book is simple. And in the end, mom will have a great keepsake that can remain in your family for generations. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC for 10% off today. Well, here we've got uh, an Arizona man being sentenced for extorting Georgia Tech. Stay with me because this is a little bit, could be a little bit confusing. An Arizona man was sentenced to nearly three years in prison after attempting to extort Georgia Tech by falsely accusing its men's basketball coach of sexual assault. Not sexual assault of this man. The man was just making the accusation that he assaulted a woman. Okay. Ronald Bell, 57, was sentenced Thursday to two years and nine months in prison following three years of supervised release. He, ple- he pled guilty in March to conspiring to the extortion scheme with his co-defendant, Jennifer Penley, and a Georgia Tech security guard. Bell recruited the security guard to fabricate a claim that the guard witnessed Georgia Tech basketball coach Josh Pastner commit sexual assault. In exchange, the guard would be paid part of the extortion money Bell expected to receive from the university, which was estimated to be worth $20 million and, and a new Jeep. I don't know where the Jeep comes in. Mm. Um, <laughs> Ronald Bell tried to extort Georgia Tech and ruin the reputation of its basketball coach. That's from uh, U.S. Attorney Ryan Buchanan said in a press release. As federal prosecutors, we have a responsibility to the citizens of the district to pursue accountability and justice for crimes of sexual violence. But in this case, Bell attempted to exploit the mission of our office and law enforcement partners to combat sexual assault through a brazen effort to enrich himself at the expense of Georgia Tech and a member of its staff. So hooray for Georgia Tech for standing up to uh, for this coach and not believing the accusation. Right. Here you you have an absolute conspiracy. You have a guy uh, who gets a security guard and also a woman involved in uh, uh, in advancing these false charges against the university. And in so many cases like this, uh, we see universities take the path of least resistance yeah, and uh, and try and sell stuff. something to keep it out of the news and yeah. admit no fault and everything else. But meanwhile, everyone in the sport finds out and the coach is tarnished for life, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, this is one where uh, I guess it was the, the evidence was abundant that Bell uh, was uh, uh, was full of shit with this charge. And and, you know, this coach had actually befriended Bell and uh, and supported him when he got out of prison and was responsible for a lot of the good things that had gone on in the guy's life. And the guy turned around and uh, and tried to That's come after him with these false Almost claims. deserves banjos again. I mean, how the fuck do you think you can get away with that? Because so many people do. That's well, yeah, you're right. So I many people did. Right. I, I know you guys don't like me talking about the case, but $130 million paid out by Penn State in that case. You got <laughs> ones in Ohio State, another case that's absolutely BS that got paid out to uh, uh, really high numbers. I mean, you know, there are real ones, obviously, Larry Nasser and, and others. But hey, is Larry Nasser still alive? Or did he no, die from his 12th Oh, no, he's, uh, alive. he's, he's alive. alive still. As far as we know. Yeah. He's got some boo-boos, though. Yeah, he's got some, he's got some, he's some leaks. 
He did spring links. Sanctum. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. All right. So a woman has leaned over to care for her baby aboard a red-eye jet blue flight to Boston and got groped. By the passenger hey, sitting go? next to her. Another Same thing. One. That's, a, that's another one. We Friday just reported show. this on Friday. These groping issues on these airplanes. What do you say? What do you think they get out of the groping? It's not like yeah, maybe you think they're going to grope it and, and they're going to get to have intercourse, or they just put it in their spank bank. Probably a spank bank. I guess so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. Wait, put it in their spank. Bank? Yeah, if you have to ask, you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing Dylan touched her thigh and groaning growing area, uh, the victim groin. yelled out to her husband. be called the groin. groin. After seeing Dylan touched her thigh and growing area. Groin. I said growing area. It's groin. Groin. Growing. Oh. Yeah, just let me say it the way I want to say it. Shit. After seeing Dylan touched her thigh and growing area, she yelled out to her husband across the aisle saying, this man just groped me. 30 minutes after the flight departed from Los Angeles. Dylan then groped the second woman who stood up from a aisle seat across from him to let the first woman's husband out. So she stands up to let the husband out of the person he's already groped, and she gets groped. So he's like, excuse me, and, you know, two titties in the the hands. Yeah, so uh, Dylan, 43, was sentenced to a year of probation after he pled guilty to the two counts of assault. Mm -hmm. He will serve the first six months of probation confined to his home. Now, when Dylan groped the first woman sitting next to him, she smacked his hand away before pressing the flight attendant call button. Right. And calling out for her husband, who stood up and deeply stared at Dylan. Yeah. Dylan, who seemed off, went on and reached out with both hands and grabbed victim two's buttocks. <laughs> or as what me and Woody refer to as her ass. That's right. Ass. <laughs> as he stepped into the aisle, she also smacked his hand away and later told investigators he appeared not all there. Mm-hmm. You think? JetBlue crew members moved Dylan to sit away from the woman until the flight arrived in Boston. In an interview with law enforcement at the Massachusetts State Police Airport Barracks, Dylan said he didn't remember groping either woman. He told authorities he took Ambien. A medication used Ambien defense, right? The Ambien defense used to treat insomnia about 15 to 20 minutes after the flight took off so he could sleep. Ahead of sentencing, prosecutors wrote in a memo that regardless of any drugs he may have taken, there is no diminishing what happened to the female victims who were subject to his physical assault. That is my The Ambien you can, strikes you can, again. You can hallucinate on Ambien. Who, who else? Oh, you know whose <clears throat> Ambien offense was um, um, mm-hmm. Blondie. Um, God damn it. She's, the realtor, yeah. Yeah, she went. Melanie. Melanie Curtin. <laughs> Melanie Curtin. Yeah. She gets, you can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. I think it didn't work third, too well for her either. No. I think no. our third business for uh, uh, related to airlines, what we're going to do is we're going to strategically deploy women onto flights. Like, yeah, like air marshals? Yeah, like air marshals, except they're intentionally 
going to get themselves groped so that we can then sue the airlines right. for the gropings. There you go. Because that apparently be a, every be man a, that gets on a flight can't resist be, grabbing yeah. someone's butt. Uh, that might, if, uh, that might uh, be enticement. They're, they're all, you know. Entrapment. Yeah, that's it. They'd enticement, have to, they'd entrapment. They'd have to prove yeah. that, though. Yeah. It could be enticement, too, if they look, and if they're attractive. They could go... Uh, you're enticing, you're enticing the, me the, with the, those torpedoes. People who are on Ambien or, or drinking. Some of these yeah. cases, that in this particular case, that guy could have been on Ambien and hallucinating. That and these could have been people that were there trying to entice. Oh, that's true. They might already have the business. They, they may already have the money. So <laughs> they may have already filed some kind of patent on this and yeah. uh, are yeah. blocking us. Yeah, so we'll, we'll take we'll that go in another area. for the next board meeting. Yes. B-O-R-E-D. Oh, kinky crimes for Monday. All right, here we go, y'all. Two women from upstate New York were arrested in Ocean City last week for an indecent exposure after one was seen swimming naked. Ooh, in a private fun to me. In a private pool, which. Shouldn't be illegal, right? In a private pool, naked. But I do it all the time. may not have been her private right? pool. But, but here's the <laughs> kicker. And the other, remember there were two who were arrested. And the other repeatedly flashed her private area to officers. Mm, I mean. <laughs> Man, Mandy Marie Rugabear, however the fuck you say it, Rugabear, uh, uh, whatever, 40 of Liverpool, New York, and Brandy Marie Duxbury, 37 of East Greenbush, New York, no pun intended, were arrested by Ocean City Police at approximately 4 a.m. on Friday and charged with indecent exposure, disorderly conduct, obstructing and hindering investigation, and trespassing on private property. Oh, so the private pool wasn't her private pool. Police responded to reports of the two women trespassing at a pool, and when officers arrived, they found Duxbury and Ruggabear yelling and laughing. Ruggabear. It's fucking this R U G G A B E R. Uh, police said was standing at the chained and locked entrance gate on the outside of the pool area where Duxbury was on the inside. Duxbury told officers she hopped over the fence. Police said both women appeared to be intoxicated and Duxbury was completely naked. One, one police, once police were able to open the gate, Duxbury went back into the pool. Okay. She was ordered out of the pool, police noted. And as she got out, the officers covered her with a poncho. How chivalrous. As police escorted Duxbury out of the pool area, Rugbear continued to yell and scream, resulting in her arrest as well. Police said the two women continued to yell and scream so loudly that people began to exit their apartments to see what's going on. Duxbury and Rugbear at first gave fictitious names who added that while there, the pair was sitting on the curb, Ruggabear lay on her back, exposing her private parts. <laughs> and now everybody's watching, right? But anyway, both of them were charged and released on their recognizance. I mean, uh, what would you have done in that situation? Oh, I can tell you, Zach, I've had the situation happen. Yeah, I want to uh, The Diversion Canal splits Livingston and Ascension Parish. Mm-hmm. and But just on, for some reason, just on the other side, like 500 feet on the other side, 
of the Diversion Canal still lived in some parish, and they had this, these condos down there right when you go across the bridge, and they had the swimming pool, and we would get calls down there when I was in uniform patrol back in the day. Every weekend, skinny dipping in the pool. <laughs> so we, we'd, we'd wait, and we'd let them, like I told you all about a bar fight, and, and if bar fight, no weapons involved, let them get tired. Well, we'd let them get way more intoxicated and we had time we'd ride down there we didn't have cell phones and cameras and all that shit back then but it'd be like standing at the fence for a while you know just observing the situation and then we'd order them out because so. yeah, people, I mean, people did complain right? i mean you know and then, be, you trespass well, and, then, out. and then just turn on the lights all at one time get out of the pool oh yeah get out of the yeah, pool that's hands up fun. that's gotta be fun <laughs> i love it that. that was swim y'all someone that are there uh Nudist colonies and yes, yeah, so there's one in yeah. right outside of Slidell. Yep. yep. What's it? What's the name of it? I can't. I can't remember the name of it. But it, uh, Lane, not Lane. Somebody posted Pine. about it recently, but it's been there for probably longer than I've been alive. It's got a funny name, but you've never had to uh, uh, go into one to nah. make an arrest or anything like that. Nah, uh-uh. I leave them people alone. Let them be be free. Be free, be. Geeky I gotta be me. I gotta Monday. be free. Yeah, it's good one, Woody Everton. Always is. nothing wrong with a little skinny dip. You ever skinny dip? Uh, all the time. <laughs> now I'm a place in the country. It's it's two miles from any road and neighbors. Shit, I walk around in a yard naked. I might be barbecuing naked. There you go. With That's the, gate, the gate lock. That's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. No tan lines. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No farmer tan and farmer's tan for me. Yeah. Oh, God, I just had a bad flashback to watching. You you just picture me naked. Don't lie. No, no, no. To watching. (laughs) How was it, baby? To watching uh, (laughs) Eastbound and Down last night and uh, the the scene where he's in the shower and you see his his panty line from the the thong that he must must wear. I don't know where they found that I think it was a leopard print uh, thong. God. That dude is so funny. Well, we are not going to do a dumb criminals today, right. and uh, we're not going to do it because Should I ask why. Well, because you were in the board meeting. What do you want to? Uh, you want to tell everybody why? This will be one of the last two times you ever hear this. We agreed to give Ago three segments on this, and he's going to start his own society channel or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and the right, the, so the acronym the acronym is. Iwatha Sonater, which is, <laughs> the fuck? which is, which stands for, if I was allowed to have uh, a stuff, I'm not allowed to report, report, report. Yeah, y'all, this is history. This is the second and the last time you're ever going to hear this. This is the second, if I was allowed to have a stuff, I'm not allowed to report, report, report. If I was allowed to have a stuff, I'm not allowed to report, report. Here are some of the topics I would not report in the report. I'm not reporting. I wouldn't report on Jason Aldean's song, Try It, Try That in a Small Town, hitting 30 million streams and number one on the Billboard chart. And I wouldn't report that maybe the song represents something other than what CMT claimed it did when they chose to ban it. If I was allowed to have a stuff, I'm not allowed to report, report. I wouldn't report on the recent congressional hearings that documented the existence of UFOs and witnesses claiming we have recovered spacecraft and non-human biologics that occupied them. I also wouldn't report on how strange it is that these non-human biologics could successfully navigate across galaxies to get here, but somehow crashed when they tried to land on Earth. 
If I was allowed to have a stuff I'm not allowed to report report, I wouldn't mention the alleged existential threat that climate change represents to planet Earth and that, quote, experts predict that if it's unchecked, the death of the planet will occur in 2025 or maybe 2090 or maybe never. I also wouldn't mention the billions of dollars made over those years by people that are part of the climate grift. John Kerry, <coughs> Greta Thunberg. If I was allowed to have a stuff, I'm not allowed to report, report. I wouldn't report on everyone's favorite body, beautiful entertainer, Lizzo, and the fact that she's being sued by a trio of her former tour, tour dancers for sexual harassment, assault, and discrimination. I also wouldn't mention that giving love and compassion to the morbidly obese doesn't mean that they won't be a holy bitch back to you. This has been the, if I was allowed to have a stuff, I'm not allowed to report, report, report. And you're allowed to have one more more stuff I'm not allowed to report, report, report. Because I'm taking it upon myself to learn Rosetta Stone Spanish, I'd say uno más tiempo. Ego. One more time. I'd say mesa mi culo. That's that's not Taiwanese, Jim. (laughs) <laughs> go go look that up in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Punta. That's another one. Punta. I've been learning the good shit. Punta Punta. Chinga Madre is you know what that one is, huh? <laughs> yes. All right. All right. So I would never say that word. <laughs> the, um, all right. All right. We need to shout out our rescue. Yes. Uh, see some say some people. Yeah, uh, concentrate on the one, not the fifty. Right, right. And uh, human trafficking. Let's let's uh, let's do all we can to support uh, and end right. human trafficking this, globally. The, 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 I, I'm gonna have some time, and uh, I'm gonna uh, get in there and really dig into that. So we'll have more information to give. Them love it, time. love it. But you can go to the website. You can, you know, they hold events all over the country. Uh, and they give you, you know, all your options as far as, you know, if you want to support it monetarily, you can. If you just want to promote it, you can. Right, right. Doesn't cost a dime. So what, what check if, it out. What if through this platform, what if we save one person from being? It's worth it. Like, for sure. Like being destroyed. Absolutely. And we'll never know, but hopefully. We might not. Hopefully we'll. Yeah, we might. Ourrescue.org, folks, and we'll link it in the uh show notes of this podcast and until next time i'm jim chapman and i'm woody overton and i'm mike agavino for your host of real life real crime daily peace, peace. cecilia trapani zutenbach <laughs> from friday night football to the county fair from picnics in the park to hometown parades from big cities to small towns we are proud to serve our communities Last year, we volunteered 19,000 hours and donated $5 million to local charities. Because lending a hand to a neighbor and investing in the people and places around us is the right thing to do. We are Park National Bank, and we are proud to serve you. Member FDIC. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.